like low quality because I watched some of our videos and they just look so pixelated and grainy and shit. We have upgraded to the finest 1080p. But I think Am I on 1080p? I yeah, it says full definition, but it's it's weird. Like the I don't like when we were filming in the studio, the the level of quality is obviously so much higher. But maybe I just need to upgrade some kind of camera. I guess Apple's just not doing it good, doing us respect. Do I look? You look good, dude. Anytime we look at our film, like you always look good, and then I look like some pixelated hobo. It's a little grainy. Like I feel like I look like as if like back in the day when they first started making pictures in the 1800s and they like had a box and they allowed like light to come through a space and somebody so burn see, an image. What's crazy is one of those Instagram filters. You can actually turn your camera from super HD to like grainy quality and they call it the VHS filter. <laughs> Let's go back in time. I know dude. the world's gone crazy. The world really has gone crazy. I, Good morning, everybody. We are live. 7.30 a.m. Actually, 7.40 a.m. Central Time. Uh, is it 1.40 Copenhagen time? In the Cope, dude, it's 2.42. Okay, you're two hours ahead of Ireland. One hour ahead. Do you think... How much of people's lives are in the virtual world versus the real world these days? I think it's merging say? more into the virtual world because now you can actually buy Metaspace. You can buy land in the digital Metasphere. Wasn't a guy trying to pitch you on on how to invest into digital landscape? Yeah. There was also some guy that was trying to get me to buy into... He wanted me to be like a key player. You know how there was the apes? Oh, yeah, baby. There was like yeah. this like Waka tribe, and he wanted me to be yeah. a key player in this like antagonist group against the apes and i was like no one's gonna buy into this shit and he got a lot of people into his scheme so i bought athlete nft and nftathletes.com because i understand the value of nfts but these like digital art things like that's ridiculous but the idea of having like a rare somewhat like token related thing that allows you like you earn it Mm-hmm. Or it's almost like a membership. I get that. But these things of value, like, you know, Logan Paul and all these people are losing their shirts on the amount of money that they spent on NFTs. I mean, uh, I think Bieber has the the well, most famous, like, they're called Bape Apes, right? Yeah. Bape Apes, that's a t- show or a shoe. But, yeah, I think it was several hundred thousand. But they have to have value in order in, in order to sell. And I don't know, are they still going to hold value or is it going to be like the Beanie Babies? Value is all a lot of them. Value is all perception. Like art's one of these kind of things where I don't fully understand it. Like I understand scarcity. So if you have a piece and there's only been 100 pieces made or maybe there's been five pieces, like obviously 100 is 120th. Like, you know, the scarcity or 20 times, uh, sorry, 120th the scarcity of the five piece artists. So I get that, but I don't get the digital thing. When it's not physical, I don't get it at all. I don't know who Hybrid Hub is, but is that almost like like Pornhub, but for hybrid athletes? Alec McDonald, good morning. I don't know who you are, but you seem nice. Wad Zombie, number one whack packer. Number one whack packer. Do we have the Prince of Denmark in 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 the waiting room? Oh, yeah. Prince of Denmark. How no big deal, dude. <laughs> Alex, first appearance. Behind the camera. 55. It's about time. About <laughs> fucking time, boys. I'm trying to upload my Iron Man thing, uh, my Iron Man like GPS data, but it's taking a long fucking time, boys. I just want to give you some people some transition up- oh. under ten minutes on each one, and it looks like you did. I was fast and nimble like a cat. I want people to know that I have slept less than 10 hours in the past four days. Mm. I'm not trying to brag. I did really well. I got two hours and 50 minutes of REM sleep last night. Point Judy. Two hours, eight minutes. Point Judy, bitch. 
Oh, here you go. Hybrid Hub. Wait, Hybrid Hub is JK, like JK. It's a joke. Australian. Let's get some data points here. You were 108th um, in the males of 30 to 34. You were 551st by gender and 629th overall. Dude, I got checked by so many babes. When I say babes, they weren't really babes, but they were chicks. There were so many hot Danish women. Dude, that was the craziest part about the race was there had to have been over 100,000 people in the streets celebrating us. Just cheering you on. I mean, you only got to see the marathon, Alex. I mean, there were thousands of people on this bike course that was stretching 50 miles. It was insane. And the creepiest part about it, did you notice – they all clap at the same yeah. rate. They don't have different clapping rates. Like some people are like this. Some people are like this. They all clap at the same rate. So there's like kind of this vibration. And at one point I'm riding my bike and I thought I got like a flat tire or mechanical because I started to hear this. This it sounds like a flapping. And I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I started getting closer and that same rate got louder. And I was like, oh, man, this tire is really about to come off. And then all of a sudden I look up and it's just Danish people in bushes just like clapping. And they clap at this rate for literally the entire day. They never stop. Their hands must be so strong. They were hollering at the finish line to the point where I was wondering when their voices were going to go out. They're incredible people. James Kelly, if you're still on here, James Kelly, are you still offended by the fact that I've teased you mercilessly? for not being able to get into the Elite 15. James Kelly is a friend of mine, and I think he takes – he's one of those kind of boys yeah, that hasn't built up that teth le- tough, leathery skin that it takes to be a friend of mine, and I think he takes great offense. And then I also think that his girlfriend really jumps on his back. She's like, you shouldn't let that American boy make fun of you. Um, so it's just you – know, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest – most of my friends, girlfriends, and wives don't really like me that much. Can't figure out why. Um, but sweetheart. I'm a I'm a sweet peach. I'm actually the least of of uh, like people think that when they hang out with me that we're just like going to brothels and like doing meth off the back backside of hookers. I spent the last day and a half with Kyle in here eating. Thai food and watching watching Anthony Hopkins movies. It was not it was not as like, you know, most people would think that I'd have like 20 Danish hookers swinging off the ceiling in here, but just wasn't the case. Um, Did you start with your your favorite movie, The Legends of the Fall? No, I did. I did. um, Kyle and I. So just to set the tone here, it's the night before the Iron Man. Mm -hmm. We've not been sleeping. So obviously we didn't sleep the night before the event at all either. So around midnight, I just heard Kyle like tossing and turning. I was like, you up? He's like, yeah. I was like, let's go downstairs and go get some food. Go downstairs. We get a bunch of candy. Come back upstairs, sandwiches, candy. And then we decide that we're going to watch the movie The Edge with Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. Have you seen this? I have no. What? The Edge? Type it in right now. I mean... I'm going to paraphrase this. I don't want to ruin the story because you haven't seen it. Anthony Hopkins is a billionaire. And 97 film. Alec Baldwin. It's got to be in the 90s on Rotten Tomatoes. And if it isn't, someone deserves to be scalped. Anthony Hopkins uh, is the billionaire. And he's got this smoking hot model wife. And Alec Baldwin is a a popular photographer who shoots his wife. They go on this trip up to like northern Alaska to go, you know, do this photo shoot. The billionaire takes a little time off to spend time with these people. And then everything goes south. And it's this, like, this, this you know, movie of treachery and friendship and overcoming great, the great odds of surviving the outdoors. It's incredible. Seems like a big aspect of this is surviving a, a bear chasing them. Uh, let's, let's just address some of these uh, there, people. There's a bear throughout. Hmm? There's a bear. I mean, that's like the biggest aspect of the whole story. We all have a bear yeah. in our lives. Man versus um, wild. Yeah. Jared, thanks for talking shit about my headphones. They're actually really great, and there are travel headphones. 
So what are you going to say now, dude? And if you want to play Halo, I think Jared, supposedly you're Jared a gamer. Was giving you props, though. Ass. You think so? I think Jared's giving you props. He is a gamer. I'm, I'm nice so gamer headphones. I think he was be like being sincere. Mm. Wow, Wad's we'll on me dropping some, some heavy notes. It says he says because these women want to sleep with me and there's nothing they can't they can't do anything about it. And he's a fan of the Anthony Hopkins movie. See, I should have Wad Zombie on this thing because you guys don't know. Have you seen Prince of Darkness? Have you seen the um the Edge? You're on mute. Prince of Darkness. Oh, sorry, Prince of Denmark. <laughs> Denmark. I actually haven't seen it, and I need to. I don't, what do you do? What do you do with your day? Um, do you believe all movies that have ever been good only like the there are no good more there aren't any more good movies. It's just everything in the past is is better than what's out today because it seems like a lot of your movie choices are you know ninety seven and back. All right, so this is becoming a movie podcast. What was that, what was that whole play? series? What was that whole series we watched when I when I visited? Did you was uh the gay the uh gay battle battle boy regalia gay boy berserkers <laughs> rush the gates gay boy uh, talk about mad max yeah yeah it's incredible it's incredible back then being gay meant that you just had sex with dudes and fought mel gibson and now Lord being Luther. gay is is like a cultural renaissance so it used to be simple yeah. life was cool back then now you have to be some kind of fucking virtue signaling fucking idiot um it is pride so week here in Denmark. I'm going to drop. We, yeah, we just we went through pride while we were here, and I got in a fight with a woman who is um, basically like the guard of the gates. She looked like Jabba the Hutt. There was it a wasn't sign. How it, was easy, like, was it? It, it was It was like a sign, and the sign was like the positive vibes, like rules. And they're like, when we came up, she's like, yo, what kind of vibes do you bring? I was like, what did you ask me? She's like, are you going to bring positive vibes in the club? And I went off. I was like, you are the definition of not a positive vibe. You have the body of a fire hydrant, and you're trying to tell me whether or not I'm allowed to come into your club. You're just immediately projecting your insecurities by not letting me in, you anti-vibe fuck. Sorry. I kind of took a... It was exactly like that. It was. It was the exact combo. (laughs) I got so upset. Um, All right, let's be real. Uh, Let's address this movie thing. So last night, we decided to watch the movie Deer Hunter. And part Mm. of the guy's complaints was that the first 45 minutes of the movie is entirely addressing a wedding that almost has nothing to do with the storyline of the end of the movie. But Mm -hmm. that would be a simpleton's brain nowadays everybody's used to watching 15 second tiktok videos so they want like immediate immediate like dopamine signals of just like a girl who's 14 year old dancing or like a cat like a cat like slipping on like olive oil or something like that and that's all people's brains can handle but if you have a brain and you recognize deer hunter the reason why they made that whole arc of this story, which is a true arc, they talk about these guys in a small town of Pennsylvania living in like, you know, basically like a, they all work in a, like a metal, um, like a metal fa- factory. They drink, they're best friends. They're just these turbulent wild fuckers. And they have this incredible wedding before they go off into Vietnam where it's like the complete opposite side of the world. It's the complete opposite side of their existence. It's as far as you could possibly be away from Pennsylvania from like a physical standpoint and like a metaphorical standpoint. And these guys like mentally you show where they were to where they went to where they came back to. And if it wasn't for that wedding and getting to see all these characters in their like in their like childhood versus like this terrible moment in time in Vietnam and where they what they broke down to, you'd uh, you'd never really understand the presence and depth of the movie. And now everything is like, let's just put Dwayne Johnson in a fast car in Vietnam and we'll rewrite the script. And they're like, wait a second. Guess what? Jason Momoa is here, too. Everyone's like, 
Kevin uh, Hart. You can't forget the little guy, Kevin Hart. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, I will sorry. say that that was huge. <clears throat> I went and saw Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. Uh, I'll pronounce it wrong. But the first 45 minutes was a setup like that. And so it was a little bit weird, you know, watching movies that actually have like a thick story plot line. And you have to understand why they're going back and why they're there's such a buildup. <clears throat> and then it, go, it gets rolling. But I'm going to be devil's advocate. We watched mm. Deer Hunter after an Iron Man started it at 11 p.m. OK, so. That was your post. He just wanted to see people. He just wanted to see people shooting Vietnamese people. (laughs) He just wanted to see. That's all he wanted. I love this love and bullshit. (laughs) That's an Iron Man of a movie. It is an Iron Man of a movie. I'm still watching it. Dude, you know, nowadays I have to, instead of renting movies on Amazon Prime, um, Agreed. Complaining about deer hunters offensive. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for stepping That's in there. That's why this I is... had to chip in there because. Thank you, Mark. Um, <laughs> what the hell was I just saying? And I just had a total brain fart. You have to buy movies because you. Oh can't yeah, I have them. to buy movies because of just like my brain has been so broken down by social media. I will watch a movie partially, and then I'll get distracted by something else and never finish it. So, I rent the movie for three ninety nine, or you can buy it for like eight ninety nine to ten ninety nine. And then I only end up mm-hmm. watching half the movie. So I buy it and then I'll watch it over three days. Now I have this yeah. like video library that's like, you know, stretches for miles. Um, let's let's go into here for a second. Edward. Hi, guys. First high rocks in the UK in two months straight from the men's pro because blah, blah, blah. Why not the biggest piece of advice um, for an hour? Biggest piece of advice who wants to give an hour. Run. Well, the biggest thing that I will tell people is like your greatest indicator of what your high rocks time is going to be is running a half marathon. And whatever your half marathon pace is, is likely going to be your running pace. And then like you see somebody like Ricky Garrard come in who didn't have that great a running time, but he is probably the best engine in CrossFit right now. And he's been on the podium at the CrossFit games multiple times, whether or not you count the doping year. Um, and he still got like a 102. So that guy had have to increase his his running times drastically to, to hit 60 minutes. And that's the top three best crossfitters in the world right now. So Edward Fisher, you're high, I would look, I would go do a half marathon. You'll basically know right then and there what the likelihood of you coming close to 60 minutes is. So like I can run a half marathon between 520s and 530s. And that's right right at the pace that I run high rocks at. So Wow. You know, just a just a tip for you. Jared, a little roast, but all aspects. No shame in getting the rest with some games. Let's swap Let's some gamer tags. Oh, oh, oh. Some gamer tags? What's your I, yeah, what I you was play? Wolf, I was Wolfie eighty six, but my current um because that's my brother's middle name and his year. So we were Wolf eighty six and then mine currently is Lord Falcon Claw. And I whooped the shit out of you because I have the power of ten thousand Falcons in my hands. <laughs> Okay, the shiz. Uh, he says, "What's up?" Um, we really appreciate your cards. What the fuck is this? All right, let's get back to getting some of these things a little bit more. Um, I don't know what this person's saying. Let's get back more to the Iron Man. I'm gonna give you guys the breakdowns here. Ten twenty-seven finish time. So I'll admit. I did not beat the 1025 that I told Rich uh, Diaz I was going to do. Now, let's just be real. I know it's a race and a time's a time, so I'm not a man of excuses. But I did get pulled over by like 20 marshals because my tag was off. So I lost at least five minutes there. And then I also tried to deal with uh, Kyle, and I lost another five minutes of trying to be friends with Kyle. Damn, 10-20 um, was the bet. Yeah. I'm wondering if this net... Rich was actually is- saying, yeah, anything above 10-20, Rich wins. It was 10-25, wasn't it? Or was it 10-20? I, I, I wrote down 10-20, but I, I could go back. I owe Rich a bottle of scotch. I owe Rich a L- bottle of scotch. Logan Vuel scotch. i uh, murdering that pronunciation. L-A-G-L-A-G-M-V-U-L. 
scotch. Sixteen year old. La la type of scotch. God damn, I'm gonna spend a lot of money on that piece of shit. All right. Um I want you guys to know this is the start of my marathon. And it's very clear that I like I, I lost some oomph here, but I went 745, 707, 709, 721, 725, all the way until mile 14, I was always in the sevens. But great adjusted pace on all of these. My first mile, I was a 551, 621, 616, 645, 554, 609, 559. I was hammering my runs. Um, three twenty nine thirty. Yeah, three twenty nine thirty. That was my marathon. I was pretty proud of that. Bike. Let's get some. Let's get some details on the bike. Average watts two hundred and ten. Not bad. Not fantastic, but not bad. So then, if you can't listen to headphones, what do you do for five hours and thirty three minutes? That's something I don't know if I want to be honest about, but like. I, for a fairly large chunk of it, was like having, I'm not a very anxious person, but I was very anxious during it. Mm. I was thinking about all the stuff that we have coming up for like, for work and builder. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then I was having those moments where I almost felt like I smoked pot. Like, you know, when, when you smoke pot and you start to get anxious and you think about like a conversation you had with somebody back in like 2015, mm-hmm. like, I cannot believe I said that. <laughs> and that stuff started coming up in my head. And then, God, what else? Um, but then I started to come overcome the demons because it's just so long and you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I probably collectively spent time with Kyle and Rasmus maybe 30 minutes of the entire ride. Hmm. You can't re- you can't go shoulder to shoulder with your friends though, right? No, you can't they're ride. like not really. That's it like really was not the like kind of thing where you're like riding in front of people. I actually was with Kyle up until this woman came up behind me and she started shouting at me. And you know, this is like a basically a four-lane road and this woman was telling me that I was blocking her way. Hmm. And she was yelling at me in, you know, it's a Danish accent. She's like, you are in the middle of the road. You must stay to the right. And she just kept on hounding me. And um, eventually I just got upset and I, I bolted. Um, and as far as the swim went, let's go over the swim here. One hour. Average space was 151. One hour, 10 minutes. No big deal, guys. That's my fastest oh. swim maybe yet. Only got seven likes on Strava, though. People don't give a shit. They don't um, care. <laughs> dude, the swims... I mean, like, I just don't like swimming. It's not anything to enjoy. I don't get people that go swimming. Like, I'm going to go to the pool and go swim. <laughs> like, because you're crazy? Like, why do you need to keep your head underwater for that long? <laughs> I just get I just get water in my ear. I can't ever do the. I don't know how people do the flip turn. If I try to try to do a somersault in the water, I just get a, a an enormous amount of water in the old ear. Yeah, Parker says he wears earplugs. Parker's crazy. So anything that Parker says, I would assume comes from the mouth of somebody who spends too much time in the pool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What's your opinions of the whole race? Me? You've what gone to a like lot of our side, side, uh, like the spectators area, Alex. Yeah, Alex. Being that you've come to so many of our events, what would you rank this on a scale of one to ten of all of our events? Well, I'll start in Arizona. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I was running. I was in really good shape, and I was just jogging with you guys for part of it. And I had a big camera too. This time, I, I realized skating would make a lot more sense. And part of it was paved really nicely. And then a part of it was on cobblestone, really thick mm. cracks. And that made it difficult. Um, both 
events were along a river, which was really nice to run along the beautiful river. river. And this town is incredible. You know, there's old statues. It feels like it was constructed before America. Um, I really liked Denmark the best. It doesn't have any hills, which is interesting. You can look out to the water, through the water and see Sweden. Um, Yeah, the vibes were huge. All these people looked blonde and foreign <laughs> it's just such an they, interesting place. you're saying they all look like you no i'm the prince of denmark so prince i am i still stand out here <laughs> um let's see starvation i mean that was just it just felt like they sent you to your death there was nothing there was there was no course <laughs> just aimless in the in the woods but seem like uh the whole i mean it, it sounds involved. like it, w- it would have been very easy to to veer off if he didn't follow the the one yard sign in a, in in the person's yard before you know take a left or right is that they pretty true this little Dude, it, it was paper. really in it's confusing i just got totally distracted by something i want to ask you guys about but it's really interesting so this bike course goes through the city which was insane <clears throat> And then all of a sudden you get out of the city, you're on these big roads that kind of really reminded me a lot of Newport, Rhode Island and Rhode Island in general where I was from, where there's these big trees and big homes with like really beautiful lawns going straight into the waterways. But then you end up on these paths that are like clearly very small roads that take you out to farmhouses, but they completely shut down the roads. So I don't even know how people would have gotten into their homes. And it took up 30 miles of the event. And you're kind of going like this the whole way. It was almost like a pump track for rollerblades. You never got to go back there, but it was really incredible. I mean, it it was kind of exhausting because you're just like in the tuck, out of the tuck, in the tuck, out of the tuck, in the tuck, out of the tuck, which I hate the tuck, man. I don't want to do that ever again. And so road but, bike was a better option. Yeah. Um, if I had to rank the difference between Arizona and Copenhagen, like I'd put Copenhagen, I'm sure there's like a 10 course. So I'm going to give Copenhagen like a high eight or a nine. I'll give Arizona a five or a six, Mm. maybe a four or five. That road really messed with you with all the patched over speed bumps. Yeah. I mean, dude, we rode past a dump for a large portion of it. Hmm. I don't know if you ever went out there, Alex, but you ride past a dump. I didn't. And it's just a constant out and back, right? It was three loops instead of two loops. And I'm not here to, like, bash Iron Man. Like, it's not like they're trying to go to major cities and give you experiences and stuff. But let me just be real with you. Like, you're going to spend $1,000 to get the ticket. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to have to get your bike there. You're going to have to rent the bike, all the equipment. And, like, if you're going to go to an experience – globally let's just say you're gonna have to travel it all for one of these things and it's dollar for dollar the same Mm -hmm. holy crap copenhagen of an experience was infinitely different twice the value uh, let me just explain the cost of what it took us to get here it's costing me almost six thousand dollars in tickets to go back and forth which i think is really bad it's just traveling in the summer and they're coach tickets it cost $2,000 for the hotel, and I had to get this room for Al, um, Cy. Cy and Alex and Kyle and I. And then we had to rent bikes, so it's $500 for the bike. Then Kyle lost his bike. Um, and he's just like, I don't know, maybe another 500 to to $1,000 of just like other random stuff. You're looking at such a grossly expensive experience So you're going to spend money and you have to spend money to like train for these things. Also, if you had to set up going to Arizona or going to Copenhagen, like is $10,000 of a memory in your bank of just life experiences, is Arizona going to be worth that money or even the time that it took to do that or Copenhagen? I'll remember this Copenhagen spirit for the rest of my life because of the way that the people showed up like the beauty of the city, the overall experience of it all was just really cool. The Bella Sky Hotel, or as I like to call it, the Bella Scam. <laughs> What's going on there? 
we're staying in a hotel that's pretty gosh darn expensive and is in like the outskirts of the city. You don't know this. It's like a Copenhagen hotel, but it's in the outskirts of the city. They market that they have a spa here. The spa has been closed down since the beginning of COVID, yet it's still one of the things that they market as highlight of the like the, as like whatever it's called. One of the the major highlights of this place. Yeah. I mean, you get there and it's it's clearly it's been shut down for two years, yet they still market it as something. You look um, like you're in a high school cafeteria. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Don't anybody ever come to the Bella Scam? Uh, gosh, what else was I just going to tell you guys? This is something that I, I'll finish on the note that I think everyone should, if you're an athlete, should experience an Ironman. But that being said, like know that it's going to cost you an arm and a leg from the aspect of training, preparation, traveling, and actually buying the ticket. And I'm not saying that Ironman has put it at a point where people they're outpriced like you know they're outpricing people but if you're going to spend that amount of money you should really really look up where you're going and the reviews of the courses because Arizona is nowhere near what Copenhagen is it is it about the same cost if you uh what's it called you you call it box your bike use that service and fly it there versus just when once you get there renting it well let me just tell you Kyle went through that whole experience and he's lost yeah. his bike. So then he had I to buy a, a rent home? a bike. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Hey, let me pose some ask you guys something. Total curveball. So I was going through like our questions and I was seeing who was liking our stuff. And mm. so you see like that. So the top mm. one is this person named Regina Regula Essex. You click on here, and it's like one of these girls. I don't know if you guys get these in your stories. All oh, yeah. Time. Someone's all creating the time. these people. 100% just, live nudes. Yeah, this one. I love sucking dick every day. If you want to fuck <laughs> me, check my link. Who's falling for these things? I feel like, Alex, based on the fact that we gave you the credit card to buy a ticket, and you bought a scam ticket that one time, that you might be one of the idiots. <laughs> Oh, they called me and I answered, and then they said, "We need more money for you to complete your ticket." <laughs> oh no! You so would click oh, the link no. and then call this girl. She's like, "Babe, I would love to see you, but I have to pay rent before I leave the house." I'm like, well, how how much is it, babe? Fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, fifteen hundred dollars. I've never had an issue with the flight ticket until that time. And I've flown probably to eight other countries. Yeah, it threw me off. Totally. I give people the benefit of of the doubt, no matter how crazy the request seems. And then it hits me in a few minutes after I think about it. I'm going to put a spin on this. I give you the benefit of the doubt. And I'm doubting the fact that you are the kind of person that we should ever give the credit card again. And I'm I'm wondering whether or not you're one of the people that continues to spread the, I don't know, the existence of people like that on the internet scamming poor men. Let's go I get, back I get some- random text messages that say, oh, sorry, do you want to meet up after we grab our luggage? You're like, wait, when, when was I flying? And then I, I always I, I hit him with the code red speech from uh, a few good men. And then that? it goes. The code red speech. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right. I did order the code red because there's men like me. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to watch this. Oh my gosh, Jack Nicholson and Jer- Jer- uh, Tom Cruise. Three men get court-martialed, and their their defense is, "Well, I was told, you know, do the code red, beat the guy up." But then they get the 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 general. Jack Nicholson in there, and then the, the, the famous speech is at the end. He's like, Colonel, Colonel Jessup, did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I ordered it. It's a, it's I feel like those are the kind of high-stakes existences that we're in often. Okay, let's go through some of these things. Simon Lane says, the Women of Body and Health Fitness uh, by Jordan Bryan are looking forward to seeing me on Friday. Mm. Don't forget about the Prince of Denmark. Uh, they are beautiful, but no doubt they'll all be needing an extra hour of makeup prep. <laughs> so is he saying that they are beautiful or they're, they're they dogs under- underneath the makeup? 
Novakovic five. Congrats on the Iron Man. Now, what worries me about this is I used to be friends with a guy named Matt Novakovic, but he's a piece of shit, so I don't talk to him anymore. I wonder if this is him. Got to be careful who you're friends with. That guy's a. I guess dropped something that only Hunter would know. How do you feel about Spartan Decafit? Um, mm. <laughs> Yeshua. I am just going to let people know Different. that you will never see me do a Decafit. Um, Mike Muday. Curious what bike you ended up on and your shoe choice for the marathon. Mm. We rented bikes, road bikes, and let me tell you, there were road bikes with tri-arm extenders. If I could give anybody advice, don't do the tri-bar extenders unless you train on it. My back is so messed up, and it really does mess you up. It will definitely save you time and efficiency. Not worth the drama of just the amount of really, really shitty back pain. Just don't want it. Jared Baraka. Barcia. Oh, shoot. Also, my marathon shoes. I ran in the Puma Nitro DV8s. They were really, really good. Really good. I crushed in those things. What was your weight going into the Ironman? How does it compare to Kyle and George's? Do you put uh, a lot of the credit on your weight for your endurance work? Um. Well... I came in at maybe like 202, 204. I normally am about 210 right now to 215. So I'm light because I had all that stuff. Kyle's 175, 180. George is 175, 180. Do you put a lot of credit on your weight for your endurance work? That doesn't like make being sense. able to lift. Yeah, but uh, do you credit you being able to run how you do? based upon the strength training that you do. Cause a lot of times people that are running these long marathons don't do any strength and then they, they fail out. Well, I'll definitely say like, you know, we talked to the iron cowboy, it's a strength endurance event. Like it's the amount of horsepower you have divided by yeah. the amount of hours of the race type thing. Like I intentionally was pushing the run really hard because I knew the longer I was going, the more likelihood that I was going to fall apart. So I pushed hard in the beginning. I really did. Um, and, like, I bet you I could get pretty gosh darn good at Ironmans. I'll never be an eight guy, but I'll definitely be a nine guy with just maybe a little bit more training. Mm -hmm. um, and I wouldn't really add much more endurance. I'd probably add, actually, more intensity. Um, hybrid Hub. The one thingy we need to know, you little American Willie, is that the Australians can take a beating when it counts. You guys did take a beating. You're a prisoner of war camp. You were literally tied up and then dragged to a chunk of dirt in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and you've all been left there. If you want a full reminder on the history behind it all. No. Yeah. And um, I don't think you guys have also ever won a battle greater than just fighting off the bush people that are only three feet tall. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what else I have to say other than the fact that we've abbreviated your guys' level of toughness in probably two sentences that I didn't even have to try hard about. James Kelly. American Willies. Yeah. That must be like uh, rhyme slang. I think the Australians are great. You know who's the toughest Australian is John um, John Wynn. That guy's a savage. That's the guy who should have taken third at High Rocks World Championships. I do like him a lot. So there were actually two top ten Australians at High Rocks World Championships, which is a pretty strong showing for Australian. And then you got Ricky Garrard, you know, and they had they always do really well at the CrossFit Games. Um, so they're fit people. I got nothing bad to say about you guys. Um, where else were we going with this? And I completely lost focus. I guess as far as the Ironman goes, I'm just going to leave it out there. I'm done. Done with it? I think so. Oh, here's a good one. Forest curs. Forest curs. Does pool training versus open training water make a training make a difference? I want to train I think for you're wasting your time by swimming. I didn't swim at all. I swam two times this summer, and I did two Ironmans. 
and you're better to spend time on the bike. But if you're going to get into the water, you should definitely do open water swimming. Unless you've got a coach who's going to watch your your efficiency. Like I, I did go to the pool a couple times and they, they do teach you to reach rather than cross over. They teach you to like, you know, really, they teach you to really balance yourself in the water. And it's like how you kick on your right leg as you're reaching with your left arm. Like it, there's, there's specific ways to handle all of this. So if you are in a pool and you can have somebody watch you, you can become more efficient. But other than that, don't waste your time. Um, speaking of, uh, JK, James Kelly, I think James Kelly, if, if that's a confirmation, is going to be coming to live at the house for a little while before, um, high rocks championships in Chicago and a little bit afterwards. And then I think what I'm going to do is rent a home January and February in Spain, um, to get like the, uh, the beginning of the season kicked off. So we'll be training with a lot of pro athletes there too. I've invited James Kelly, but um, I think he wants to spend his time in Germany because he's Germany. so fixated on it. What's what's the deal with Germany? I think he's got a really he's got a really strong coaching business, and you know, High Rocks is mainly based out of of Germany. Oh. Yeah, which is interesting because we have a coaching business and we don't have almost any German clients, and I think that's because I intimidate Germans. Because they remember how badly we beat them in World War II, and I'm just a really stark, <laughs> stark memory of how that happened and how it could happen again at any time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm done with Iron Man's, dude. I think if we're gonna continue to do this thing, the rest of the season is is Murph. 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 Girth. Murph. Uh. And then so is it all on Murph training right now? What's that? Is it full on Murph training right now when you get back? Yeah, I need about two weeks of no training. Like my hips are blown out, but I'm probably going to add on about 10 pounds of size and then I'm going to start cutting down. Mm. But if, if I can add the size on and then cut down, I think I should be in pretty gosh darn good shape to have some super stellar times next year. Because there's no one. Uh, it's all strength strength over time type stuff that I'm looking at. If I can produce X amount of Watts over time, if I can keep the Watts and then remove the weight and then shorten the time, um, what happens? So that's what I'm looking at. I don't know if that science project makes sense. And then Ironmans were done. We're really, really done. Put a feather in the cap. Yeah. I think the only thing that I can really think of that I would like to get off my list is a couple really insane mountain bike races, um, a couple really insane, like, I still haven't completed a technical 100-miler. Um, what about Leadville? It's an influencer race now, which I, 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 I think uh, I've told you this. Like, any time a bunch of people do something, I don't want to do it. So it's like everybody um, who's got that mainstream, like over a thousand followers, is tends to tends to lean towards Iron um, Leadville now. Mm. So there's other things that we could do that are more intense and more interesting. Yeah. Leadville as a race actually is not that interesting. It's it's rich in history, I guess, just because of its. Well, its it's, it's where the towns, yeah, are are based out of where where your crew camps out as these towns that are built for 200 people and and it's 10 times the size when all your crews come through they got people way out on the highway parking and driving in on the on the port don't get me wrong like it's interesting but as far as a race goes it's not that hard it's like actually one of the easier 100 milers it's, it's like kind of like flat and like this mm -hmm. like that's why the norseman which is the you know the is is the world championships of hard triathlons but it's actually not as hard as the one that we just did because of the act, the train that we had to cover. Mm. Um, All right. You got a bid to the Nordsman next year. Are you going to go? Maybe depends on what Kyle does. Kyle's become like my extreme sports partner, life partner. 
I may never get Myron, but I always have Kyle. Um, so if he was into it, but now that he's got kids coming along, I feel like our the amount of time that we have to do these things is going to decrease. So the amount of planning that we put together has to increase. Yeah. And might be a little difficult to take off within the first year with a newborn. Yeah. And now that we're coming over here to Europe so much, I'm going to have to find a Danish wife or something like that. So I can start popping out chitlins. (laughs) We didn't find any wives out here, by the way, there were attractive women but there's not like when I go to the UK, the women have banter and they're kind of quick witted and they kind of they come after you mm-hmm. here. It's there's like a like a you can tell the women are beautiful, but it's it's not the same kind of thing. And Spain is another place that where the women will come up and talk to you. Now, we still got a little bit more time here, so we can still go out in the interviewing process of wives you know what we should do, Alex, is you should pretend that we're part of a love show because people have been wondering. They're like, who is this man? People are like, is this, who's this famous man with two camera people chasing him around? We should just start lying to people and telling people we're here with a travel show you trying to true. find Hunter true love. Love for Hunter. And you should walk up to the women. Anybody ask you, like walk up to a girl, be like, hey, did you see that guy over there? We're actually here filming a uh, a love television show. And we're filming the pilot because if they ask for material, then we, we don't have any. Um, would you date that guy? Like it, it, the premise of the show is where you travel around the world with, you know, this handsome hunk. And you, it, you're you battling between all these other women from different countries that want to marry Mr. America. It's on. Dude, we've got 24 hours. We've you got 24 hours. That. Dude, let's do this. Go out on the street at night after, you know after happy hour and you'd have ample material. Have you ever seen Billy on the street when he gets like yeah. really sassy? Yeah. Billy. Let me look it up. Who are Billy? you? Billy on the street. I'm Billy. Have you ever seen this video? Oh, I think so. I'm, is... I'm a big parks and rec fan and I know he's a character on that for a while. I want, Come on. For a dollar, who am I? This really just doesn't want to load. Well, if we ever do bring it up, that's how I kind of wish you would talk to people on the streets while you're interviewing. Um, okay. Okay. I'll work on it. How, so, not going for the Norseman, maybe. 52-minute High Rocks, Yes. How do you approach your cuts? Exercise more. That's the only way to cut. What's your plan on Gatorade GX sweat patches? I'm not going to make sweat patches. Seems like a waste of time. Sweat patch. Sorry, Travis Miller. Um, okay, let's go into some of these questions and we'll get the hell out of here because we got to get we got to hit the streets, dude. Rasmus just texted me. He probably wants to go. Can you figure out? Yes. We're going to a spa after this. Spa day. Let's hit these things. Hey, hey, Hunter, what do you think about the hurricane in California? Like, there's Ooh. a lot of hype around this, and Brock's at home. It's I a think big issue right now. People need to recognize at this point, and God, you'd have to be a, a buffoon to not recognize this, that you have to not pay attention to mainstream media. Like I, mainstream media is like the the largest like um, mass scale lying platform in the entire planet. Like we were getting, we we're sitting over here, and Alex is getting messages from these platforms saying that there's like a severe, if not more than likely, death toll that's going to be inflicted on the the. With this California hurricane? Uh, yeah, uh, by the uh, like uh, any resident in the Crestline, California, where we have a house, which is yeah. insane thing to say. And now we've contacted people that are actually up there, and there's nothing wrong. Good news is we have insurance on the house. Yeah. To date. But the thing is, it's just insane. Like, if I made claims like that as an independent, like people would – you're the boy who this cried wolf. This man is crazy. Yeah, you're the boy who cried wolf. Like, eventually – They'd send a wolf to kill you because you 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 know 
you're misleading people. Everyone, but <laughs> it's insane. Um, and they also didn't even tell us that storm that hit in February was going to be that bad. And then all of a sudden it did hit and it killed 13 people. So yeah. I don't know. You need to ask Lena if she has any friends. I don't know who Lena is. You mean Dina? Dina, Dina and Tom? Um, her and Tom are talking crap to you is what I imagine you mean. British Bay banter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dina, Dina is like the ideal wife. Dina's a babe. She's cool. She's with it. She's sassy. But she's also like has this like endless energy of positivity. She's got a bunch of children. Tom's basically a child. She puts up with me. I'm basically a child. She's she's good. Maybe the Irish is where I should be looking. Um, all right. Let's go through the questions and get the fudge out of here. Uma, what did you differently do do differently from your first Iron Man and why? Mm, I didn't do anything. I actually trained way less. This is from Uro Ro. I trained way less for this Iron Man than I did the last one. I showed up caring less. I showed up with no sleep. I think it's because I had zero stress involved, and you know, I just. I also had experience, so you just handle things differently. Maybe the only thing that I said I did a little bit different is I I had my nutrition of just like when I would drink builder and when I would drink food, like by every 15 to 20 minutes. Every 20 minutes I was really eating, and I was eating at a rate that was insane, and I pissed seven times on the bike. Rasmus told me that he, he was like, I was like, have you peed yet? He goes, no, I'm going to wait to pee when I get off the bike. He was waiting till the end of the bike to pee. And I was like, that's a really bad sign, Ras. And he uh, he definitely had a suffer city at the end of the race. Um, Jared Van, did you crap your pants? Also, what motivates you to try to break 10 hours? Uh, no, I don't want to break 10 hours, and I didn't poop my pants. <laughs> feel pretty good about that. Voss, 2021, feet on fire? I only have a little bit of blisters. Um, you know what's interesting? So this is from Heather Louise Connie. The amount of people that flipped out because I didn't have a bib on mm. was insane. Like Iron they, Man athletes tried to, to bum rush the course and just hop on and you weren't an actual athlete. She asked me, she goes, Where's your number belt? Like people were commenting on it. I got pulled over by so many marshals. People I was running past were upset with me. Iron Man athletes are neurotic people. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, yo, focus on your own fucking race and leave me alone. And you're a person on, on social media commenting on the fact that I don't have a bib on. It's a piece of paper with a number attached to it. Seems like the oddest thing to be twisted up about. But they were so neurotic about it. They would pull me over. They would stop me. And then they'd take me a picture of my wristband. And then they'd send me back out. Many marshals. And I just kept on explaining to him. I was like, guys, it dropped off me. Like, I, I, I'm not, this isn't a scam. It weighs collectively 0.0001 of an ounce. Like, this isn't like a cheating um, upgrade, but they were they were delusional about that piece of paper. Uh, okay, Marcella, what's your go-to fast food and guilty pleasure? God, I love ice cream. I used to love Ben and Jerry's, but then Ben and Jerry's pulled that bullshit on the 4th of July. Did you see that? No, what happened? Pull up the Ben and Jerry's thing. Type in Ben and Jerry's tweet, 4th of July. After that, and I'm not even really that upset about it, but I'm no longer going to support companies with this bullshit virtue signaling that they try to bring in. They're an ice cream company. People go get ice cream to bring joy into their life. And the fact that you guys even have a Twitter and then you're making it a political platform, you guys got cut. And because of that, many people like myself decide not to buy Ben & Jerry's anymore. Their parent company lost $2 billion in value in the first week, within one week of that tweet. So these companies like Budweiser, even Target, Target decide to have this like big pride, crazy shit. They lost profits. People are starting to lose their shit with companies like this. And I don't care if you're gay or whatever but you know stop being a billboard for bullshit oh uh, they they tweeted something to the effect of stolen indigenous land 
the U.S. was yeah. They basically were like, well, hey, that happy U.S. July to everybody. Billion dollar company, bro. Well, dude, that's what many of the people they said we've stolen the land, and many of the people that were writing back in the tweets were like, basically, like, okay, so why don't you donate all of your profits to indigenous people? Why don't you yeah. take all the factory land and office land that you have and get rid of it and donate it to indigenous people, like? And I, I'm not even trying to get into the weeds on this, but that used to be my guilty pleasure. But I will no longer. You will never catch me eating Ben and Jerry's ever again. Get fucked. Um, my new guilty pleasure is Thai food in Denmark. Um, man, I'm really ornery today. <laughs> I think it's because I haven't slept in such a long time. That's a frass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, finishing time, 1027. I lost to Rich. How bad was the pickle juice? If anybody needs to have information about this, this is from George, Mr. High Rocks trainer. Uh, Kyle decided to buy pickle juice, but he bought sweet pickles instead of regular pickles. And without even taste testing it, he's poured it into all of his bottles and he drank this stuff. And he had to he, mm. all of his bottles, his race bottles, were filled half with pickle juice and half with uh, builder. Like I, I don't, idiot. I don't know. He's not an idiot. Kyle's a great guy. Hope all is good. What is the hardest part of the race? And what was my running pace? I think my average running pace was like just under eight minutes. And hardest part of the race by far has got to be probably the last leg of the biking because at that point my back is so blown out from being in that tri bar tuck sucks man i just don't like it at all yeah um the real if you hated it so much why did you rent the bike that had that because i wanted a fast time hated tuck dude you 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 are going to take off two to four miles an hour per hour like add two to four miles an hour per hour on one of those things because you're just so efficient and really, like, it just makes it makes a crazy difference. And I w- you know, I didn't even care about my race time. I wanted to tell Rich that I beat his, you know, supposed claim that I wouldn't do it. Like, I, I switched my pacing on my watch no longer to actual pacing. I switched it to a time of the day because I told myself I had to finish by 4, 5.45 to actually beat his thing. That's all I was looking at was that clock. Okay. Um... The real Mrs. Ray Reindeer. Would I ever solely train for an Ironman? No, I would not. That's the last. That will take you so far away from being able to be fit for other things. It just, it wouldn't be a good idea. Um, Rat Ganole. I don't know if that's really your name. Will I, will I release the wit workout? No. Not gonna release a wit workout. That's why you gotta show up and enjoy yourself. And then Matt Roberts. Um Matt Roberts wants to know the name of our podcast. It's Morningwood Radio. It's the greatest show on earth. Uh, let's let's wrap this up with an update because it's gonna be pretty crazy. From here, guys, Alex and I are flying to London. Mm-hmm. on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we have Builder Run Club. You guys should all be there. If you're in the London, you know, UK area and you want to join us for a workout, Holly, myself, Alex, we're going to have a really good time, get some beers afterwards. So Thursday, Holly's going to be faster than you there, right? Probably, dude. I'm barely going to be able to run. <laughs> um, after that, we are going to go Thursday, I don't know. Friday, we start the tour. For Builder, we go three gyms in a row. Sunday is Summer Strive. Uh, we'll be competing with Forders on a team. You know, we got George on the team. We got Tom on the team. We have two Builder teams. We're going to absolutely annihilate Forders. I think my zone's showing up. Those are the the bums that wear heart rate straps. Don't even read numbers. It's just colors. Uh, so we're going to crush those bums. And then we will continue on to the builder party on Monday, which is going to be off the charts. If you guys have not applied, we have like a wait list already, but you know, there's a couple people that I've just reserved some VIP spots for. Please. If you guys, I'm, I'm not going to remember if you want to come, 
please apply because your name's going to be on a list and I'll make sure that you get in. It's an all-day party celebrating our one-year anniversary for Builder. After that, I go to Ireland. We travel around some more. And then we will fly back. We've got the... I'm either going to go to Dubai or I'm going to fly back on the 5th. And this may be hopefully not the last podcast between now and then, but I decided I want to show up here and say what's up to you guys on a Monday before we head out. You think George will be recovered by the weekend? I think George will be fine. I'm fine. Like everything will pop back up, you know? Did he have a good time doing it? I think he had a really, he had a lot of fun. Who was the other guy? He uh, he had Rasmus. Dark, dark. No, no, no. This looks like a, kind of a skinny guy. Yeah. Mm. Guys, I'd love to stick around, but I got to go to the bathroom so bad. So I'm out. Audi. Later. Three, two. Later, one. team.